Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the show, Bill Ryder with you. Uh, let me tell you a quick story to introduce this next guest. Last night I was playing tennis. My little tennis match with a buddy of mine named Jesse. Now, Jesse, I have known for a long time. I know his name, and throughout the entire match, I kept being like, nice, nice shot, Brady. Good hit, Brady. Nice try. And I'm like, he's like, why are you calling me Brady? And I was trying to think, like, who do I? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's super weird. I don't even know that many Bradys, and I haven't talked to a Brady. And this morning, I woke up to, guess what? Brady Papinga, Packers former linebacker, Super Bowl champion, great guy on the show. Brady, I don't know if I'm psychic or the universe was speaking to me, but I feel like I was calling my poor friend Jesse Brady because you were somehow on the brain. Yeah, I think I was uh, embedded into your deep subconscious. <laughs> you said you were playing pickleball or tennis? Tennis, buddy. Tennis, man. Tennis, ooh. You haven't gotten to the pickleball route, huh? No, I'm not old enough yet, as I understand. I think I need to be a little bit older, a little bit younger. I'm, 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 I'm a tennis snob. Are you, are you into the pickleball craze? No, no, no. I just, uh, I've heard tennis people that do not like pickleball. They basically said it's just like for, for people that have limited athletic ability and they don't want you to be very good. So they made these rules that created the sport of pickleball so that. Everybody could be equal is what they're saying. So anyway, it's a hundred percent accurate. No, I, pickleball is the worst, and I know I'm not supposed to say that because half my friends play pickleball, but it's stupid and dumb, and I'd rather just play table tennis if I want to play a game instead of a sport. There, I said it. Uh, Brady Papinga on the show. Uh, Brady, how much in general do you think for quarterbacks that have some question marks entering the season, you can tell an expert can tell what to expect based on limited action in preseason games. Well, it depends. It completely depends on the situation. Like, if you took Dak Prescott, when he took over for Tony Romo, I could see it in the first two, three series that he was going to be an eventual NFL starter. A borderline elite guy. Uh, and then there's other guys that go out there, and it's just like, they don't play very well. I mean, I remember even Aaron in uh, the preseason leading up to the 2008. You know, it's like, they're just not showing much. And it's not like you're sitting there going, oh, wow, this guy in preseason is dominating. You're seeing that more happen in practice, especially when you're facing him and you're seeing you know, him handle stuff that most likely he's going to see during the regular season. So it's kind of all over the spectrum. But for young guys, I think it's very clear because you get to understand you know, how controlled and poised they are based off of the situation. And, uh, and especially if they're – like Dak Prescott was just so efficient, so elite – not elite, but just efficient is the word I'm using, and in control uh, that I wanted to use. And that's the indicator for a young guy. As they get older, it just seems like 
the guys care about it less and less and they know how unimportant it is because they're not trying to impress anybody. And maybe the older guys just don't put as much stock into it and therefore they don't play very well. But uh, but usually if, if it's a younger guy, you can tell. Older guys, I'd say it's it's not as easy to, to use preseason as an indicator. Uh, Brady, obviously really interesting year for the Packers and Jordan Love in particular. He got some reps. He got some opportunities in that preseason game over the weekend against the Bengals. Uh, we have a bigger sample size on him than some rookies, right? We, he's been around even though he's been a backup Based on everything you've seen, maybe if you think it was pertinent, including this past weekend, what are you expecting from Jordan Love this year as a starter for the Packers? I'm expecting him to play pretty well. Um, the question always comes down to is when you face that stretch of adversity, which every team and player faces at least you know two, three times throughout the year, where it's like you either got to make something happen or it's getting really bad. In his situation, really bad would mean like getting benched and you know his career taking a turn to where now you're trying to just survive as a backup and seeing how he handles that. Because right now he's kind of in a honeymoon stage where the coaching staff, the fan base, the expectations are very low for him. And so he's kind of playing freely. He knows it's preseason. You know, he knows that once the regular season starts, anything he's done in preseason just gets erased. So he's playing a little bit more freely. Uh, and so when he plays like that, I think he's phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Hall of Famer, but I'm looking at it like, yeah, he's going he's gonna to do fine. But that's only, under, like I said, under these circumstances where he's not facing that, that pressure and that, that, that span of adversity. So we'll see how he handles it. But physically speaking, I don't, I don't know where he's at mentally. Like with Aaron, I knew where Aaron was at mentally because I knew him personally. We, you know, we interact with him. He's my buddy and – now, I could see him growing, and so I could see that he was going to be fine. But this guy, from afar, I can't tell. Yeah. Uh, but physically, he does things as good as Aaron did, you know, in terms of his athleticism, his power, uh, and his power has to do with how he can move and throw and also how he's explosive and evading tacklers when he gets in the open field. Those are things that are actually an upgrade over Aaron. It's just that mental aspect. That's what we just don't know, and that that's a game-breaker. I mean, that could either make him or break him, and so we'll, we'll have to see. But for surely the physical part is there. He's He's got it. I mean, he looks a lot like Favre, looks a lot like Eric, you know, which you would expect based off the fact that the you know scouting department there at the Packers, that's the model that they're looking for in terms of being able to throw off, they call it the uh, the base or off tilt, kilter, being able to make these throws on the move, being able to throw sidearm over top, kind of like – Patrick Mahomes is the extreme example of that. And so he does some of that stuff, and that kind of stuff translates. Now let's see if he's got the mental and the competitive maturity. That's the real question. And that only will be, be shown during the regular season. Uh, Brady Papinga, there, there's a bit of a disagreement here on the show about Hard Knocks. Now, now, full disclosure, every time I watch Hard Knocks, I fall in love with that team. I think that coach is going to be a Hall of Famer. I bet the over. They think they're going to win 14 games. They win three, right? Like, I always get, get okie dokie by, by Hard Knocks. But last, I don't know if you saw, but last week, I mean, and just in general, over the course of this show, Aaron Rodgers is shockingly charming and incredibly likable. And it feels like there's an insight that we're getting that, that is just different than those of us that have never been on the inside. Uh, my, my executive producer, wonderful guy, Tom DeCelestino, thinks it's a, an act, but I find myself, I'm a Bears fan, really liking Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you can speak to this. His likability, his, his charm, his, his presence, 
are all of those winning things that we're seeing in the way that he connects with guys or seems to on screen, is that real based on your experience, or am I just falling for the old TV magic? No, 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 no. That is absolutely Aaron. Now, this is the thing you have to understand about Aaron. He is what they call HSP, which is a hypersensitive person, okay? And the only reason why I say that is because my wife is hypersensitive, and she, she gave me that acronym. She says, Brandy, I'm hypersensitive. So, so he's that way, too. And what that means relative to this conversation is that he generally throughout his put himself out there. Like, when he does, he's really stepping outside of his comfort zone. Like, when he did the Jeopardy uh, hosting, that was really outside his comfort zone because he's completely exposing himself to criticism and things that really affect and afflict pain on him. And that's the same in the media world. He has a, I believe he gives off this vibe to people that he is a punk because he's in a self-protection mode. And, uh, and people don't realize that. And so then, you know, you see all these media people that kind of go after him and jab him because they're trying to get a reaction out of him because he will react. He's, he's like I said, he's hypersensitive. And so he, in that sense, he's kind of, you could say, influenced in being somebody that can be a little annoying. When you see him now, and he's kind of over it, I, I believe he, he, he went through a phase and you heard his kind of his expression of frustration with, hey, we were forced to do hard knocks in the media. But I think after that, he just, he, he just knows that for them to be good, they just they can't really worry about the cameras. They can't worry about being a hard knock. They've got to go just be themselves and be, be football players. That's what you're seeing. That is the true Aaron right there. But you, what everybody is seeing, this is who he is. And so, uh, I, I, so it's really flipped. Like, what people think of him as who he really is is not who he is. It's more him in a self-preservation mode because he is hypersensitive. And what you're seeing on Hard Knocks, that's, that's the Aaron I know. That's, that's the kind of, you know, he's filled with a lot of banter. He does funny little, like, quirky things, like where he's doing little, like, little smoke things. Because we would, <laughs> we would, when I was with him, we'd always joke around people who would smoke and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so he, he really liked it take that and make a joke out of it. He'd do certain signs out to his receivers about smoke. I don't know if you saw that with Sauce Gardner where they did this little, like, handshake smoking thing, and then they put it out on one of their teammates, you know. That's who he is. Like, that's, that's Aaron. That's, that's him and his tea, and that's what I think is great about this is he's allowing everybody into that. And usually he doesn't, like I said, because he is hypersensitive. Uh, Brady Papinga here on on the show. As part of the Hard Knocks magic, as I, as I mentioned, I suddenly add seven wins to what I thought their win total was going to be, whoever's on. So I just came in the next day after it debuted, Brady, and I'm like, they're going to win the whole thing. But obviously the AFC is brutal. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, and there's a big dog in the Chiefs, but they're not the only one. Do you think the Jets are legitimate Super Bowl contenders, or is that a little optimistic? Oh, way too optimistic. Their best case scenario, like to me, their best case scenario, well, best case is winning the Super Bowl. What I mean is, is like in terms of feeling like they made a step forward this year, is they got to get to the playoffs, contend for the division now, before that. Contend for the division with the Bills, although I do give, do give the Bills the edge. The Bills are a team that's an established core team. They've been together for a long time. The Jets, you got Aaron's new, Lazard's new. They're offensive coordinators. you got all these new pieces in addition to all these younger guys that are now scarred uh, kind of, you know, from last year, especially offensively, uh, talking about the Jets. So 
it's going to take a little bit for that to come together and match the chemistry of the Bills. Now, and, I'm, and this is speaking as though everything stays equal in terms of injuries and those kinds of things. But, uh, but so if they can contend for the division, get to the playoffs, and even just win a playoff game, that is, to me, a success. Like, you can basically book it as, yeah, getting Aaron was a success, getting his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, success. Let's see what we can do the next year. Because then that's really where you're going to see it all come together is year two after they had a year to gel, a year to play together, know each other, gain that chemistry. So to, to really have the expectations that they should be, like, contending for a Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, when they're facing teams like the Bills and the Chiefs on their side of the bracket, I mean, no way. That's not – that's not – that's like – if it happened, it would be a miracle. And like I said, there would have to be outside factors, such as big-time injuries that just crippled both of those teams – for them to have a chance to do that. But like I said, get to the playoffs, win, win at least the playoff game, or have it be a really good showing, then you can you can notch that up as a success, notch it up as, hey, we're on the right path, and then you keep going. And the next year you can you can maybe make that, that assessment based off of this year. Brady, do you want to get on the Justin Fields bandwagon, or is he just the pickleball of quarterbacks, a flash in the pan? <laughs> I love Justin Fields. And the reason is, is I, I've always said this, if people know anything about me when I played, when I've been an analyst, they know that the, the, the biggest challenges we ever faced, as, as, and I was a member of any defense, you know, I played on some of the best defenses with some of the best defenders, with some of the greatest coaches. One thing that always threw all these awesome schemes out the window was that a quarterback that could run and break your coverage down or your pass rush lanes down can at any moment break the pocket and you have everything else covered and he gains 10, 15, 20 yards. That quarterback is a nightmare because you really don't have an answer for him. And Justin Fields can run as good as anybody. He can throw on the run as good as anybody. Sure, he's young, but at the same time, and, and look, their organization's young in the sense that they just started to rebuild. What is it, last year? year like It's not like they have these pillars that have been in place for these years. They're building on they, They're trying to find the pillars. So I like Justin Fields. I am not the one to throw him to the scrap pile. Say, oh, he's a bust. I'm the opposite. I'm very optimistic about him just because of the skill set he possesses, his competitiveness. So I'm still a big fan of his. It's just there's got to be other things in that organization that comes around and starts to support him because that's the one thing about quarterbacking, especially quarterbacking, but mostly every player. But quarterbacking especially, people always discount is organizational support. And I saw firsthand when I was at the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, he got such unbelievable organizational support. This guy was elevated and helped, and he was basically like brought up to be a phenomenal quarterback, right? And then you see these other guys who have just as much talent, just as much ability, but they don't have that organizational support, and all of a sudden they're, they're career backups. So they're out of the league within you know whatever amount of time. And so that organizational support is so discounted. Nobody wants to talk about it because everybody wants to blame the player that he's the bust. He's the one, he's the reason why they felt sure there's the Marcus Russell's out there, that that is the case, but that's an exception. The rule is, is it's a team organizational success or failure. If that quarterback takes, and I'll tell you what, if Justin Field doesn't become a very solid starter, a guy that we're talking about flirting with being elite, then that's an organizational failure. That's not him. He's got it. He can do it. It's just, he's got to get support. Uh, Brady, quick last one for you. I want to ask you a, a, a college football realignment question. You you played at BYU. They're doing musical chairs like everybody else. Big 12 is is the deal. Um, I'm a Missouri grad. I hate they're in the SEC. Uh-huh. I have 
less of a connection emotionally with that school. I didn't play there. I was just a fan, obviously. But they did survive as a result. It was good for Missouri's financial bottom line. How do you feel about your alma mater's change, and how do you feel about just the changes going on in college football in general? Well, I love it because when BYU went independent, and this can be bad for Missouri's, the Illinois, the uh, Purdue's, you know, it's already been bad for Oregon State and Washington State, is what BYU did is they were able to prove as a free agent, basically, their brand's worth independent of any contract, uh, uh, contract, any independent of any conference propping them up. So if you're Missouri, if you're Stanford, if you're Cal, if you're Oregon State, all these schools right now, and you're part of this like elite group where you're making big money, and you keep and you you expect to keep making that, you better start acting like professionals. Build your brand, get out there, make yourself independently valuable from the conference because this realignment is going to happen again. And whoever's brand brings the value, moves the needle, is the brand that's going to keep moving on to this like next level of the, which is going to happen by the way. It's going to be a super conference going to be basically like the lower version of the nfl and then it's good that super conference is going to probably be 40 to 50 teams divided up into two different divisions or you know four or five different divisions and then eventually two conferences and then playoffs it'll, it'll function much like its own league but if you don't have a brand name that can stand on its own two feet independent of a conference and you're acting like oh we'll just be grandfathered into this like oregon state and washington state cal and stanford were then you got problems and you're going to be on the outside looking in. And so when I look at BYU, they proved over a 10-year span of going independent that, no, their, their brand is independently valuable, independent of any of these conferences, and they can grow it. And so that's a model that all these schools should be looking at because like, you should be scared for Missouri. Like I mentioned, them, Illinois, a lot of these kind of just schools that belong. Nebraska is another one. Uh, although Nebraska had their span of time in the 90s where they were dominant, they're at the point now where they're in, they're they're flirting with being irrelevant, you know. And so it's like you have to build your brand to where now it's like you're your own organization, you're your own entity, you're your own franchise that you got to go out and promote and gain a, a following that's not going to be directly influenced by a conference. And if you can do that, you're going to be part of it. If not, you won't be. So we'll see how it all goes. But it's it's turning finally, Bale into what it always legitimately has been, which is a business. It's always been a business. The NCAA has lied to everybody and for their own interest, have told everybody, no, it's amateurism. No, it's never been amateurism. Okay? Everybody's been making money ever since they started attracting 50,000, 60,000 the football games. The NCAA has been making money off of that. <laughs> now it's finally come to a head to where now it really, you better operate as a business, as, as, a, as a school, as an organization, or you're going to be left behind. Brady Papinga, Super Bowl champion. Appreciate you, buddy. That was, as, as always, my friend, an awesome conversation. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on, pal. Always a pleasure, man. Appreciate you, buddy. You, Thank you, dude. Brady Papinga breaking it down, taking a random shot at pickleball. Giving us some insight. I love it. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Let's do a uh, stubborn-based buy or sell with Pretty Daddy next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When he's right, he's right. Can I get like Socrates level? I can't control you even if I tried, so you know what? Just lean into it. This is basically... A little over everybody's head, but to quote that epic intellectual film Dodgeball, do you believe in improbabilities? What a what's wrong, man? I went dodgeball. You're listening to Writer Than You with Bill Ryder. I feel like so I'm standing right now. I never do the show standing. I'm standing with with the microphone. Is there a different energy? Do you feel like there's a different energy, Tom? Yeah, I like it. I'm for it. Let's do more of this. All right, so we're going to do a little st- – I might sit down a little bit. I'm getting tired. But let's try a little standing <laughs> by yourself. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the Bengals believe that quarterback Joe Burrow will be ready for week one after suffering a calf injury in training camp. This from Fowler, quote, people I've talked to believe that for week one, he'll be ready to go. It would be hard for him to pass that up, that he's trying to prepare himself to play. But Zach Taylor has said it's probably going to be another several weeks, end quote. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell, you would sit Joe Burrow week one, even if he was cleared to play. I mean, it, it, it man, the standing is pretty interesting. It is, it is encouraging that he thinks he can play, right? Obviously, it's not going to be five or six or even four weeks. These are hard to answer because it really depends on the medical. So they start with the Falcons, right? Which should be a win. Um, no, that's not right. They play the Browns. Yes, Browns they week play the one Browns in Cleveland. And then the Ravens. What was the question? How did you phrase this question? Buy or sell, you would sit Joe Burrow week one. Even if he was cleared to play. Sell. Sell. If he's cleared to play, I play him. Now, am I going to rush him? Am I going to be? No. I mean, I, I really want to be cautious in clearing him. But once he's good to go, you got to get him out there. That's actually not an easy beginning. Browns-Ravens is a tr- And you should win a game hosting the Rams in Week 3. But then you've got a game in Tennessee... Nashville, which you should be the Titans, but that's not an easy game. Dude, the AFC is not easy. And then remember, Jamar Chase about 10 days ago said to Joe Burrow, we're good until week five. Don't come back till week five. I don't know if I would go that far, but 
that's what their wide receiver is saying. I mean, what is he? What is he? What is he looking at? Then they've got the Cardinals. So you've got, which is Week Five. So you've got two games you should win, even without. Although I say that, without Joe Burrow, what are the Bengals? Exactly. That's the point. I don't know. I mean, could who's they be, the back? Who's the backup? Could they be two and three, three and two? I mean, I have, I have no idea. When Joe Burrow is your quarterback, who cares who the you know, who cares who the backup is? Right, but who's? I mean, if if it's let's say it's three weeks. Is it, what's his name? Is it Simeon? Is that who it is? Trevor Simeon? Trevor Simeon. Oh. I mean, you could be one and four. You could be two and three very easily. There's not a good, there's not a, we're going to, we're going to rank backups at some point. There's not a backup in the NFL that I'm thinking, oh, this is terrific. We're in great shape now. Other than your guy, Trey Lance. Oh, you beat me to it. Yeah. little Trey Lance joke. All right, Bill, let's continue with quarterbacks here. The Ravens' preseason winning streak continued as Baltimore beat Philly 20-19 on Saturday. Bill, Baltimore has now won 24 straight preseason games. Lamar Jackson did not play for the Ravens, nor did Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Both of those quarterbacks, as you know, signed big money contracts this offseason. Buy or sell, you have more confidence in Jalen Hurts this season than you do Lamar Jackson. Ooh, bye. I, yeah, Jalen Hurts. All day long. You know what I'm saying, Tom? I mean, like, that guy's a, a winner. He's already shown he's a winner. Now, would you want either of those two to play in week one of the preseason? Very limited action. I mean, yeah. I mean, get some rust off. Have a couple series. Don't do anything silly. Don't don't run the ball, right? You just kind of shake off. The, I'm sitting back down. Enjoyed the standing, though. It just felt felt different. I was walking around with the headset. All right, Bill, let's get to some baseball. And speaking of knocking the rust off, Orioles broadcaster Kevin Brown returned to his duties this weekend calling games. But before he did, Bill, he released a statement on social media Friday afternoon that read in part, quote, Unfortunately, recent media reports have mischaracterized my relationship with my adopted hometown Orioles. The fact is, I have a wonderful relationship with the organization and our ownership, and front office has fully supported me since 2019 when I first came aboard, end quote. Bill, buy or sell Kevin Brown's statement sounds forced. I mean, it sounds, someone, I I said, I think I texted this to you, and then a broadcaster said it better, but it's a hostage letter. It's a hostage video. It's a hostage statement. Everything is fine here. I am so happy. And then you can, like, just sweat. I mean, how thin-skinned is this organization and this owner that Kevin Brown had to release the statement? And I understand from Kevin Brown's standpoint, he's only been there since 2019. He's a relatively young guy in the business. What's he going to say? He can't say, like, I can't believe they suspended me. I didn't deserve it. Like, what else is he supposed to say? It's a crazy, it's a crazy reality that he thinks he has to say it. Now, look, John Angelos got himself in this situation based on the reporting for, for reasons that will make what I'm about to suggest nearly impossible. But the right move would have been John Angelos to have crafted or have someone craft for him a version of Kevin's returning after after careful consideration. There obviously was an overreaction by the organization. We apologize for to Kevin and you know blah blah blah. We're excited that this talented young broadcaster is going to return and look forward to it. Right, like just like a not like a you. You pull a Disa. You do a non-apology apology, right? 
That's the move. Making this guy go out there and everything's fine. And, and the part about John and I have a relationship based on mutual respect. No, you don't. You clearly live in fear of the man and think he's an idiot. All right, Bill, let's stay in baseball here. Yesterday, Rays manager Kevin Cash said that shortstop Wander Franco wasn't in the lineup because of a scheduled day off. However, Cash did acknowledge that the team was aware of social media posts that went viral that insinuate that Franco had an inappropriate relationship with a minor. The Rays said Major League Baseball is looking further into those social media posts. Franco did not travel with the team to San Francisco for their upcoming series with the Giants. Franco, of course, signed an 11-year, $182 million deal with Tampa Bay back in 2021. Buy yourself that Wander Franco should not play in another game until MLB has done a thorough investigation. I mean, this is such a horribly ugly accusation. And the details are really murky, and, and there's, there's sort of details about the alleged victim, I think would be the right term, that are that are murky, and, and it's just, it, it's such a, you want it not to be true, you just, any grown man, but especially a grown man with the wealth and the prestige and the position of a major league super, he's a superstar. Yeah, bye. Bye. I mean... The minor, by the way, in question is alleged. The alleged relationship is alleged. You know, social media is where this came out. Maybe it's not true. I hope it's the alleged young lady is fourteen. Allegedly, I mean, if that's true, the guy should be in jail. That's my daughter's age. Not that that should have any bearing on, you know what's right or wrong it just for me just adds a whole other dimension of I don't really know how to respond other than I hope it is not true and if it is true the guy should not play Major League Baseball again all right Bill let's keep it in Major League Baseball here in game one of a doubleheader against the Braves the Mets who have surrendered this season because they were sellers at the trade deadline lost 21 to 3 that's right an NFL score in a baseball game 21 to 3 Atlanta won three of the four games over the weekend. New York is now 14 games under 500, 22 and a half games behind Atlanta in the NL East. 22 and a half games. Remember, the Mets have the highest payroll in all of Major League Baseball. Bill Byersell, the Mets are the laughing stock of MLB. <laughs> what a mean question, Bye. Bye. Who else would it be? This is worse than the point. Angels. When, when you because... lose by a football score, 21-3 to three in a baseball game, like, you deserve that kind of question to be asked about you. 21-3. to three. That is similar to the score of my fantasy baseball victory over Stuart Kovacs, by the way. And, oh, by the way, they followed it up in game two of the doubleheader by getting shut out. It just shows that you want an owner who will invest. You want an owner who will spend money, but that's not the solution it's one of the ingredients that have to be present, but you still need somebody who knows how to put those ingredients together. All right, Bill, one more baseball here for you. Astros first baseman John Singleton made just his second start of the season on Friday night and came into the game with just 14 career home runs. The most recent of those homers, July 29th, 2015, over eight years ago. 
Singleton then homered in his first two at-bats on Friday, and that became the longest home run drought snapped with a multi-home run game in MLB history. Singleton was, of course, out of baseball between 2017 and 2021 after failing multiple drug tests because of THC, not PEDs. Bill, buy or sell your rooting for John Singleton to succeed in the majors. Bye, man. I'm all about... Bye. Nobody wants to see people's dreams get, get crushed. And say what you want about his decision-making. The thing that he was that, uh, that he missed large a chunk of time for is not illegal anymore in many, many places. Right? So it's... Yeah. I'm 100% rooting for the guy. Sucker! Sucker! Really? He did it again on Friday. Lionel Messi... Now has eight goals in five matches with Inter-Miami. Miami, of course, as you know, Bill, beat Charlotte 4-0 and advanced to the semifinals of the League's Cup. That's right. I know some soccer info. Woo! Bill, buy or sell, it's just as fun watching Messi play right now for Inter-Miami as it was at any point during his career. I mean, sell. I mean, come on now. Sell. I mean, I'm a Barca fan, so that was more fun. And there was a stage where I didn't watch the sport where... He was unstoppable. But I will say that it is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. It's pretty riveting. And as someone who watches soccer, it is also just cool to see the way he has infused that entire team with self-confidence. These young players who are, and, and forgive the term, nobodies who are playing at a really high level making passes. I mean, there are passes that are being made. There are runs that are being made. There are finishes that are being made by guys not named Messi that they're doing, the physics of what they're doing are are because of their excellence, but that excellence has come as almost a direct osmosis effect from Leo. It, it's buy or sell you're going to watch tomorrow night's game. Buy. Really? All right. I'll lean into optimism. Why not? It's early, too. It's uh, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. My biggest question to you about this, is he still clearly the best player on the planet? That's a really good question. Uh, people would make a case for Erling Holland. People would make a case for Kylian Mbappe. I know he plays in MLS. I, the answer would be no if he hadn't just last December led Argentina to a World Cup. I, I think yes. Bye. I think he is. Bye. Look at what we got here, Bill. We're finishing up with another sucker. What sucker? PSG forward Neymar is close to agreeing to terms with the Saudi Pro League, according to sources. Neymar had been rumored to want to return to Barcelona before talks with the Saudi Pro League progressed. Thank you. Neymar is set to make $160 million over the next two years with the Saudi League. Bill, buy or sell your surprise Neymar is going to play in the Pro Saudi League. Sell. I'm not surprised. I'm so relieved. Sell. This guy sucks. I know everybody loves Neymar. My kid <laughs> loves him. Tell me how you really feel. But he, like, he's a bad influence in a locker room. I think he's actually a nice guy, but bad influence in a locker room. He, You have to do what's called carry him, Tom. Think if think if LeBron James refused to just play defense. Like, just, I'm not going to even come back to that. You're going to play four on five. got to carry the guy. What James Harden used to do in Houston. Right, think James Harden, but even worse. James Harden's a great cop. He is. Think James Harden if Harden used to be, you know, Giannis or Durant, right? Like top 15 player of all time. Nice guy. I think good dude. People that play with him for the most part like him. Coaches, managers can't stand him. No, I'm so, I'm so glad he's not going back to Barcelona. Look at you with the sucker double. 
two soccer questions on a Monday. Wow. Are you I mean, okay? Everything okay? We're on a rate to, you know, by the end of the week to have like five or six of these bad boys. And you're going to Chicago this week. I am. Thursday and Friday. If any of our listeners in Chicago, do you want to hang out with them? Absolutely. Uh, if you want to hang out with Tom at DCLCBS at SportsWriter, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, because you're a social butterfly. Absolutely. I love the people. What does social butterfly mean? Butterflies aren't social. They're f- they're flying from place to place. You exactly. can never catch them. Exactly. You just said it. They fly from place to place. The places are social experiences? Yeah. The flowers and the... Did you ever catch butterflies with a net when you were a kid? I did. We have a butterfly bush right next to my deck in the backyard. Yeah. It's so annoying. There's Monarch, butterflies, butterflies all the time. You should let Will catch. We used to catch them, and then I put them in a little thing to be my pets, and then they one day they would not be moving. I felt bad. Yeah, not great. Yeah, you need the jar of holes in it. 855-212-4CBS, <laughs> you do. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the quarterback play we saw over the weekend and Tom's trip to Chicago after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Emmanuel Barbari. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. He is Pretty Daddy. Thank you for hanging out here on the program. So, Tom, we've been talking about this. Your first ever trip to beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where I've lived. Very first one coming up later this week. All right, so what's on... The list of that you're going to hit a Cubs game on Friday. The Cubbies are in town. We're going to go to Wrigley. We're probably going to show up late for the game. I'm going to be that guy, but I got a two-year-old with me. Probably not going to last that long. Walk around, take some pictures around Wrigley. That is getting done on Friday. Are you going to take him to the 
start of the game? Are you going to get there? What's the plan? I think we'll probably show up and the game will have already started. Probably get there around second or third inning, if I had to guess. What kind of seat you eyeing? Do you know yet? No, uh, just the, the cheapest we could find. We just want to walk around this, you know, Wrigley Field. That's the thing. You just walk in a circle. It, dude, it's, 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 it's amazing. Now, I don't know if this is still true, because I haven't tried to do it in many years, but pre-COVID, on days where they were off or they were on the road, you used to be able to go to a side door, knock on it, and sometimes they would let you in, just let you look around. Interesting. If I had to guess, I would probably say that's not a thing anymore, but I don't know. I definitely did it in 2000 and, I don't know, 16, 17, somewhere in there. that's not that long ago. Pretty crazy, though. Just think you're just walking around. Yeah. I'm like, can I look at the field? They're like, come on in. Yeah, that's kind of... It's the friendly confines, bro. It is. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right. Are you going to do deep dish pizza? Absolutely. I love deep dish pizza, so I cannot wait for this. Now, I'm going to give you a couple tips. Do you know where you're going to do it? No, I don't. Give me recommendations. I'll take all of them. So I I always ate at Geno's. I think that's the place. Let me just look it up. Yeah, I always ate at at Geno's on Rush, maybe. I'm, look, I'm trying to Google. But here's the thing you got to know, because I did this once with my kids, and I forgot about this. The deep dish pizza in Chicago, because it's legitimate, takes, yeah, Gino's, Gino's East, uh, takes forever. I mean, it could take like an hour or 40 minutes to cook. Really? So don't go in there starving. Okay. Right? Good to know. I didn't, I, nobody had told me that. I took young kids. They were, they were. Maybe it was just Malin. I can't remember. They were. I think it was both Malin and Henry. They were upset. They were. You know, but they're young. They wanted food. Lori might have been. Might have been. Might have been an experience. <laughs> okay, good to know. I don't. I don't want one of those experiences. Um. Here's another. Here's another. Another tip that I think is kind of cool. There's a Hancock. I don't know what it's called now. Tower Place. It's basically the second tallest building after the formerly named Sears Tower. But whereas the Sears Tower, it's called something else. I'm not going to call it that. Yeah, talk to me. I think there's a good chance I see it because my wife and I are doing an architectural tour on a boat ride. Like, yeah, I, but she, if, she she took the reins on this one. I'm I'm just along for the ride on this. That's not my vibe, but it sounds fun. But the 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 Hancock Tower has a restaurant at the top. It has a restaurant and a bar, and it's basically you can go straight up the top, and you can either sit and have like a drink, get some appetizers, and take Will. And there's a 360 view. Or if it's really busy, you can go up there and just kind of walk through as if you know somebody and then look out the window and get out of there. Also, this is super creepy and weird. I don't know if this is the time of year, but spiders somehow blow up there and form these huge webs on the outside of the building. Are you trying and then to, they get, to go or not go? Well, they're on the outside of the building. They get huge because I don't know how the, the physics of this work, but apparently a bunch of bugs get blown up into the nets and they just gorge. So you like, it's creepy, but you can sit there and on the other side of the glass are, you would think that you're in a, um, like in the Hobbit or whatever, where there's the big spider. I hope my wife wasn't listening because there's no way she'll go now. My little dude so, will love it. He'll think it's Spider-Man. The Bean is super cool, kind of south of, of Michigan Avenue in the park. There's like a silver sort of bean looking thing and it, it's a bean. I don't know how. To, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. And from what I understand, like we've rented a car for the long weekend. Chicago is manageable, right? In terms of things not being like spread out. Yeah, you rented a car. I mean, we got the little dude. I didn't want to take like Uber after Uber with the car seat. I felt take like the tra- with... take the train. You you need to meet my wife. 
and you'll know why the train is not an option for us. She's not. She's not training it. No, no, no. no. You're gonna drive a car around Chicago? Uh, yeah. Well, I paid for it, so yes. You're not gonna drive a car around Chicago, bro. Hey, first of all, you're gonna walk to half this stuff. So, are you telling me it's not manageable in terms of driving around? I just don't know. Don't know where you're gonna park. It's like New York City. Like, would you rent a car if you came to New York City? Well, first off, I would never go to New York City. You're, you kind of are. You're going to a major metropolitan area. I don't know. Like, there's not lots I could pay for. There probably are. They're going to be pretty expensive. Good They're going to be hard to find, and and they. I, I mean, they may be. I don't know. I don't. It, Waste of money renting a car is what you're telling me. It's a compact city with an amazing public transportation system. How far is the airport from like where I need to go, like downtown? I mean, that's far, but the train goes straight downtown. You just get on the train, and it's like a 40-minute train ride. I don't know. I think I nailed this. You've been there plenty. I've never been there, but I think I nailed it. I lived there. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michigan Avenue. Are you staying on Michigan Avenue? I have no idea. I'm going to guess no. I bet you are. You don't know where you're staying? I have no idea where we're staying. Uh, Michigan Avenue is awesome, and I- if you go to the old Tribune Tower across the street, basically, where the Sun-Times building is, right before you get to the river, there's a staircase that goes downstairs. So there's like a, parts of Chicago, there's an upper area and there's an under area. And the under area looks like it's out of the dark night. It really does. Like, that's what it looks like. Ooh, okay. Now you're speaking Billy my language. Goat, Billy Goat Tavern is like the, the famous cheeseburger spot from back in the day where they go, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Do you know this SNL skit? I do. No, no fries, chips? I do. Uh, go down there and get a uh, get a double a double cheeseburger. Now I used to send people down there and tell them I used to tell people the fries are the best fries there are, but you have to ask for them just to get them to be yelled at. But I won't do that to you because you're with your wife and, and son. There are no French fries. You're a good dude. I'm a great dude. You're a good dude. That's uh, we're going to talk quarterbacks, but we're just talking Chicago. That's a great. I mean, I'm trying to think what else. There's a lot of other stuff. That, but that's kind of what I got for you. That's good. There's a lot of other stuff. I got a car to drive around in. I can see it all. If you walk toward the water, there's playgrounds all over the place. There's, like, actually playgrounds kind of toward Lake Michigan for for the little guy. Oh, go to the Ferris wheel at Navy Pier. Pretty cool. Don't drive over there, though, bro. <laughs> walk over there. I paid for this car. I'm going to use it. Oh, my God. All right. I can't wait to hear your adventures when you get back. He is Tom Celestino, World Traveler. I'm Bill Ryder. Thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.